what if you really can have it all? No, really. What if everything you think you desire is only a starting point for the life you're truly capable of creating? On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, we playfully explore topics from money to magic, healing to wholeness, creation, relationship, business, and more. There's no place we won't go. Nothing too wacky or weird in the quest to live as grand a life as possible. Hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stopper are the embodiment of opposites attract. And the result is true synergistic power. Partnered in love and in business, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Love, Life, and All Things Weird with your weird host, Megan Silito. Your other weird host, Suzanne Stoffer, is getting on an airplane right now to go do a very intense and deep transformational training. It will be very exciting to see where she's at next week, but today I have one of apparently your favorite guest because it's our most watched show in the last like six months, Manjeet from Australia. Is she on? <laughs> Manjeet, well, she's in the chat room, but I don't know if she's actually on. Um, so I want to talk, I'll do a little setup while we sometimes have a little bit of difficulty getting her in from Australia and what a trooper she is coming in at 4 a.m. <laughs> Sydney time to play with me. But um, Manjeet and I met at a certified facilitator training in Australia in December. And we happened to have a little bit of fun in the back of test driving a $100,000 Infinity sports coupe. And uh, what came out of that, was this idea of like shopping for your future. And so this is kind of a continuation of the call we had uh, last month. I think we called it shopping for your future is like, I think January 12th show, but we're going to really talk about like today, like what does it take to um, tap in and receive the whispers, like something that I've been playing with for a long time. Some of you may have participated in a program I did a couple years ago um, with Jenneth Blackert called uh, Whisper Mapping. And the whole idea was to basically ask questions and then follow the energy. And in order to do that, we have to have, we have to listen, number one, right? And we have to be really, really available, and we have to be willing to get out of all of our preconceived notions about how something's supposed to show up. So what most people do with their future is they try to control it. That's what most people do with the future is they try to control it. It's like, okay, this is what my future is going to be. I want this kind of car, and I want it here, and I want it on this date, and I want it. Okay, so here's the thing that you got to know. The future is like a lover. It does not respond any better to control than you do. <laughs> so the number one thing that kills relationships is control. And so think about, you know, any relationship that you have, whether it's an intimate relationship or if it's your mother or your father or your brother or your husband, 
um, when they try to control you, how much how much fun is that when they try to control you? They re- it's not that much fun at all. And what happens when um, what happens when you um, uh, when you're feeling like you're controlled? Like, do you want to be close to that person? Do you want to snuggle up when you're trying to be controlled? And you know what, guys? It's so funny because, like, when I coach couples, you know, and, like, there's generally one person. What I How I talk about it in my couples work is that there's generally a sharp pencil and a happy idiot. <laughs> Opposites tend to attract, right? And it's always fascinating to me how the sharp pencil um, always thinks that nagging and controlling is going to create something different. You know, like one time there was this couple and man, she'd been nagging him about like, I don't know, like the toilet seat or something like that for like six years. And I'm like, don't you think if that technique was going to work, it would have worked by now? (laughs) She had never considered the possibility that maybe that technique uh, wasn't working. And what happens when we feel controlled is we resist, essentially, and we go into separation. And so... Um, what I want to say is that your future is no different. Like nothing, nothing in the universe likes control. The universe is set up on this organic, I mean, look at the earth, right? It's like, you know, planting a seed, planting a tomato seed and then running out and screaming at it. Um, I actually suspected it might even slow down the process, but it certainly doesn't speed anything up. The universe, the earth, it's all very organic. And none of it likes to be controlled, people. So why are we trying to control our future? Why are we trying to tell our future what it can and can't be? And what our parameters are for it? And like what we think it should be and all of that. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't create, that we can't dance with, that we can't collaborate, that we can't make love to our future, right? But your future ain't going to be making no love. You're not going to be getting no booty from your future, Um if you're trying to control it, that's what I want to say. No booty from the future if you're trying to control it. Okay, and it looks like Manjeet has successfully gotten on all the way from Sydney, Australia. Manjeet, welcome. Hi. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, love. You made it. You, yeah, you must be... You must be an amazing seductress. I don't know how you got me out of bed at 3.30 in the morning, but here I am. You did it. <laughs> this is an example of seducing your future, boys and girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, completely. Completely. How to get somebody who does not like mornings to get out of bed. That Now that <laughs> must have been a whisper, a tug, and almost like a um, an invitation I couldn't refuse somehow. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know it's so funny because I, the thing, I had a uh, I was a guest on Elfie Joe's show at 6am who's also on this network and I was like what what really helped me was like I only had to get up at 5.30 you had to get up at 3.30 I was like okay this is way worse <laughs> like Manjeet's got to go through something way worse like, I can get my butt out of bed and <laughs> I couldn't even hardly think. Um, luckily, she was guiding the show because, like, I don't even know what I said. So I cooped my ass <laughs> off, Benji, 
And, you know, I want to say just a couple of things about Manjeet. Like, like you walk into a room and the lights go on. Like, you just have this amazing, bubbly, attractive talk about seducing. Um, like, just like your, uh, what I would say is your seducer of possibilities. Like, you just Ooh, like, what's possible? What's possible? What's possible? Like, for reals, like when we were sitting, you and I and Corey and Michelle were sitting at dinner or at lunch after we'd done the test drive. And you and Corey were like, well, why don't you stay in Australia? And, like, I literally considered not flying back to the U.S. Because you were, like, talk about seducing. You spot it. You got it, girl. <laughs> and, like, you know, and, and your ability to then take those possibilities and accolades. Like, we had that idea for shopping for your future in the back of that car. And now it's kind of a movement. You've got the Facebook group with, I think, over a 1,000 people on it. And you're just like, you just go. And I love that about you. And I always love our conversations because I always leave them with more possibility. I always leave them more expanded. And so I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Let's talk about getting them seduced into their future. I don't know how much you heard. I was basically just talking about how um, when you try to, none of nobody likes to be controlled, including our future, and how it creates resistance mm-hmm. and separation. So, how do we create the question that I have for both of us to play with? Is how do you how do we create intimacy with our future? Mm-hmm. How do we seduce our future? How do we get the word I want to talk about? And we've talked about a little bit about this on the way to getting to the show today, but like. You know, like, how do we get so vulnerable with our future that it can really deliver, that the universe can truly deliver the lives that we're capable of living? Because I don't think, and you could maybe correct me, I don't think we have a clue, truly, the lives we could be living. And I think that's why it's so important to let go of the control of the future, to see, actually to allow those energetic and beautiful desires that we have create in a dance with the universe and let it like respond to us but we've got to get out of control and and the key to getting out of control is vulnerability i think thoughts my beautiful uh friend over there oh look we talked about this we touched on this as we were getting ready for the call and i shared with you i was such a control freak i still am in lots of areas of my life and what I said to you is like being vulnerable is almost like for a control freak or somebody who loves control, it's almost like the opposite. It actually feels like dying to me sometimes because there's this total letting go and trusting and trusting you and trusting the universe and trusting the future in a way that you've never trusted before. So for me, like even that whole idea of controlling your future came from really limiting your possibilities, but also not really stepping into the greatness of what you could experience with your time here on planet Earth, you know, with all of the features that you're creating as well. So vulnerability is one of the places that I have found the hardest and the easiest, which sounds really strange because the second you let go of that control, in that moment, it's a joy ride. It's like that space, you know, when you're on a, um, a roller coaster ready to go and 
the ones that lift you up, 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 and you're going up, and you're going up, and you're going up, and you can feel. For some people, that might be really, really exciting. For someone like me who's a control freak, I'm constantly like looking around, is, are the belts good? Is this good? Is that good? So that whole second thing of, am I good? The doubt. All of these emotions, all of these sensations actually do ripple through your body because each one of them is questioning. Are you willing to have something great? Are you willing to have the greatest joyride of your life? Or are you going to sit there all tight, wound up, which is me, like going up on that roller coaster, and then you get to the top and you have a choice. You either let go and enjoy it, or you freak out the whole time and you will still probably go through the roller coaster, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. You yeah, you're go? on the roller coaster. What point do you let go? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And, and it is the roller coaster. It's that space of leaping into the unknown again and a space of like really going, no matter where I go, I'm never going to be blind because I have my awareness. And no matter what happens, I can create. It's that total trust and vulnerability with yourself before you can even have it with the future or you can have it with another person or you can have it with any creation. Can you talk about what is your, what do you think or what is your awareness around how or what does it mean to be vulnerable with ourselves? Like what, what's your idea about that? Um, wow. It's so different for everybody and it keeps changing. Megan, like just like everything else in life, being vulnerable with yourself always changes depending on like, I mean, it's like how big is it a piece of string? You may start off with just being vulnerable enough. I remember like very, very, the first time I looked at myself in the mirror and being vulnerable with who I was, like in terms of my body and who I was. And that was really bloody scary. And I know it sounds crazy, but actually looking at yourself in the mirror and acknowledging who you be and who you are in the world, that could be um, like that space of vulnerability for you. The first time you actually take a chance on yourself where you're like, no, I'm not listening to don't do this. Like when I quit my job and I remember everybody going, you have a government job. It's paid well. You can run your business on the side like you have plenty of time. You don't need to quit this. It's taken years for you to get a permanent job like it took six years for most people. For me, it took 12 months, but there was this whole sense of you've got to have this thing because this keeps you safe. But the moment I leapt and the moment it was like, no, I'm going to have my own back. That's a total space of vulnerability because you've no idea what's next. Um, vulnerability for me is really being in the space of questions. It's really being in the space of the unknown. And it's really being like there is no room for control. If there's control and there's judgment, chances are you're not being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> chances are really high of that. Yeah, really high chances. And this is the thing, this is a beauty, beautiful thing. I think we spoke about it on our last call as well. If you're not vulnerable and you're having a control freak moment or just a mild control symptom, you can change it in the next 10 seconds. You could do that. I mean, that's what I did yesterday, all day yesterday. I must have been in this yo-yo state of like, 
okay, being vulnerable. Oh, no, holy crap, I need to be doing something. Okay, just relax, like you're all good. And like that space between going from being vulnerable where my entire being just expands and then being that control freak where it's really contracted and I'm in this space of doubting myself and, you know, frustration and anxiety, all of those symptoms come up. But they could also be turned into a complete excitement when you're being vulnerable. So it's the same person, different way to look at reality. You can either look at reality as though everything is a possibility or you can look at reality and go, shit, I'm fucked. Sorry, am I allowed to say on the radio? <laughs> yeah, I think they... I just thought, the, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, network, <laughs> the network's been trying to clean us up, but, like, so my show is, oh. is probably the problem child. It's not just you, it's me. But we try. <laughs> I try to make up swear words that are new, like son of a bucktooth farmer and diapers, <laughs> all kind of different ways of swearing here. <laughs> Hell and damn, okay. I said fudge. But, yeah, said fudge. You said fudge. <laughs> and I think, I you know, we could we could make a case for your accent. And it really, I think that is what you said. Sometimes accents kind of, you know, come out sounding different. Absolutely. And it is, look, it's 4.20 in the morning, so... <laughs> it's an appropriate time to use that. <laughs> Marion in our chat room said, Bah ha ha, good luck then to the network. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so yeah. Fun. Best of luck. <laughs> okay. They're aware of the future. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I, I love what you said. I love what you said about sort of it's sort of an ongoing practice, right? Because it's like I think for human beings to let go of the, that kind of control that's about agreeing and aligning or resisting and reacting. There's one, there's an, another kind of something that people call control that I think is more just like I got this. It's like you, you're in the flow and like you, it's like you're the magician orchestrating everything. But there's a flow to it. There's a like, a, I got this to it. That's very different than when we're trying to control something. When we're trying to control something, there's constriction, there's stress. There's generally people are not going to respond to you very well when you're in control. Um, really? and that's not I to don't say know about that. that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Sorry, about that. Man. All the delegators of the world. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, and, like, I love what you said about sort of that moment-to-moment self-awareness of when it's like something comes through you that you know you're trying to control it and you bring your barriers back down and you ask a question or you do whatever you do. You take a breath. You do whatever to go okay, what's next? Where is the energy taking me next? And the way I like to think about it is in sport, like I played a lot of sports in my life from basketball to tennis to surfing. And in every one of them, like the real magic happens when you completely let go of control, when you completely let go of the score, where you completely let go of everything, you know? And um, it's an art and it's a practice, you know, like, I think the word trust is thrown around a whole bunch. It's like, oh, you got to trust yourself. But what the mm-hmm. F is that? And how do you do it? Like, you know, and even in the chat room, they're talking about how, like, 
you know, like, how do you trust yourself? And it's not really about trust, trusting yourself. It's about testing yourself. And it's about trying things. And it's about that process that you just explained where you go, yeah, I'm scared. Yeah, I want to go do something that I know will push things forward. But it doesn't feel right. So I'm going to take a breath. And I'm going to see what wants to happen next. And I don't know, like, I'm guessing you're probably doing that many, 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 many times a day, like maybe 50 or 100 times a day, are you? All the time. It's all the time. And just what you said there was like, I'm scared. Like, just acknowledge that is even vulnerability to admit to yourself that you're scared and you don't know how it's going to show up. Because one of the things that that stops us from trusting us, or one of the things that stops us from being vulnerable is this idea i mean do we really like what do we really see when we're being in those moments of control and when i looked at this it's like the guarantee that everything's going to be okay that is like the biggest killer the needing to know how is this going to work out is this going to be what i want it to be is this going to turn out um badly like even if something's going to turn out badly if you know it it's almost like it gives you that false sense of control but vulnerability doesn't have any of that. So I think one of the biggest things is like looking at a scenario, just just about to make a choice. But that whole creepiness of like, you know, that thought creeping in, going, how is this going to work out? Is like our biggest killers. So for me, I have like a few red um, flag alerts that go off in my head, which are like, every time I go into like doubting myself, like, oh, can I do this? Is this actually going to work out? Well, how is this going to work out? Like, what is it going to really look like? Is this person going to, like, be good to me if it's like a relationship? Is, you know, this creation going to make me money? Is this, so being in all of the questions can have, like, two sides. Are you looking at the question from a space of wanting to prove to yourself that you've got a guarantee? Are you asking the question so you're opening up to a different possibility? And there's a very different energy when you're trusting yourself and there's a very different energy when you're just firing out these questions in order to prove or to get a result. One will mm-hmm. give you a expansion, a total joy. You know? I want to talk more about that getting a result bit. In just one second, we've got to go to a quick break. You're listening to Love Life and All Things Weird with Megan and Manjeet. We'll be back in a minute. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, a changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How long have you been waiting to uncloak your magic? 
To allow the magic within you to rise and catalyze into an extraordinary life deep down you know is possible. Live Your Magic is a two and a half day experience that will move you beyond your mind, ignite your body, and activate the magic that is you. If you are ready to radically tap into your desires, generate more aliveness in your body and your life, then join us at a Live Your Magic event somewhere in the world. Go to megansolito.com and click on events to learn more today. That's M-E-G-A-N-S-I-L-L-I-T-O. This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with host Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today, and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group, Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Do, 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 do. Welcome back to Love Life and Weird <laughs> with Megan and my very special guest, Manjeet. And we are talking about how to create with the future. And and really, I think what we're talking about is creating an intimacy with the future. I mean, one of the things that I see so much with clients is that they have a fear of the future because our survival brain has got an aversion to the unknown. And since the future is the unknown, we tend to put all of these, I would say, partitions in the way and barriers uh, to our future in the way. And so what we're talking about is how do you take those barriers down? How do you practice living sort of vulnerably and open to whatever the whispers are asking um, or inviting us to, and doing our best to stay out of conclusions, stay out of controlling it. And what we've been talking about is that it requires that we first get vulnerable with ourselves, that we first really, like, learn how to, like, okay, like, what's actually really true for me? What's, like, what do I, I think one of the most vulnerable things, like you were talking a lot before about, like, you know, staying out of the idea of result and, um, uh, I have a quote from from some workshop recently from Gary Douglas where he said that creation is about um, possibilities. It's not about results. As soon as we make creation about results, then about how it's supposed to look up, we actually kill creation. Creation is actually supposed to be about possibilities and surfing the possibilities. And for me, I feel like, you know, when I'm so there's that attachment to the result and it's staying out of conclusion and all of that. But then there's this whole other element to it where it's just like um how do I want to say it? Like one of the most vulnerable things that I find for people and I've worked with thousands of people over the last twenty two years is that to speak their desires is terrifying for a lot of people. And in fact most people are either playing out someone else's desires or they're um they buried theirs so far down they don't think they have them anymore <laughs> you know and to actually mm. just say hey i really i would really love this and and that's to me the kind of ask 
that really opens up the most possibilities in our future is when we can get really, really honest with ourselves, with what it is we truly desire. Oh, by the way, if you guys actually listen to everything we're talking about, you could also apply it to relationship if you're wanting to create more intimacy. Let go of control. Bring your barriers down. Actually say what you desire. So many couples um, basically have this idea that if you love me, you should know what I want and just give it to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we play that game with the universe too. It's like some kind of thing that probably from when we were one and we didn't have words and we just, we needed our parents to know what the hell we wanted without talking. But that doesn't work so good if you're 41. We're okay when you're one, not not great, but really doesn't work at 41. And so like really looking at like, what is it that I desire is an act of vulnerability. Like really, really, like if there were no limitation, if there was no impossible, if there was no like limitation that you were playing out, what would you ask for? And so to me, that's also a way of like, by kind of standing naked with our future and saying, hey, future, I would really love it if we could ba-doop-ba-doop. Not, this is what you're going to bring me, future. I'm not going to trust you anymore, <laughs> right? Which is control. Mm-hmm. Which is mm-hmm. like, how? Like, what would it be like if we could have this future? I would really love this. And, and like, being in that big, like, open ask. Hmm. And your future is probably responding with, you can have this and more. You can have this and more. Mm-hmm. You can have this and more. <laughs> because even that whole idea of what we desire, like a lot of that is just, for example, if you desire like a new car, like we were looking at, yeah, there can be, there's like so many makes and models of cars. Like how do you know which one you actually desire? Are you just going to choose the one that's popular? Are you choosing from the space of, um, economy, like this is economical, or you're choosing from the space of total like possibility. And that has to come from a space of question, choice, possibility, and contribution. And the biggest thing is it's the energy. What energy does it bring into your universe today? What energy is it contributing? Is it an energy you are having fun with? Is it an energy that's like feeling kind of... So it's not even like words. So when like ordering from the future or, you know, checking in, like, can we have this? What we're actually asking for is an energy. It may look like a holiday initially, but the holiday might be a walk in the park and a conversation with somebody who gives you the same sensation. I mean, it won't be the same as dipping yourself into a blue ocean, I'm sure, but that whole sensation could give you the same sort of fuzziness, the warmth, the relaxation, the nurturing that you're seeking from a holiday. It's like you were saying, it's not the destination. It's not the destination. It's the energies. It's the possibility. It's the where next. Letting sort of joy be your compass. Letting those energies of, um, I don't know, one of the ones I look for all the time is magic being my compass and sparkle. Everything that, you know, gives me the sensation of sparkle and elegance and beauty in my world is usually my compass. But that can come in so many forms. Mm-hmm. 
I love that. It's so funny because my, um, my new brand just got created and it's a compass. It's a gold compass with wings. And that mm-hmm. my tagline is, my tagline is curiosity is the only compass you'll ever need. And like, like that's mm-hmm. kind of what you're talking about. What is it that's lighting us up? What is it that's pulling our attention? What is it? And I feel like, you know, as much as like, you know, I, in some of the copy to talk about the show, I talked about seducing the future. But I, as we're having this conversation, I'm thinking it's really the future seducing us. Like the future's mm-hmm. trying to get us to choose. The future's, and if we actually, one of the things that I do with couples um, is I practice a form of deep listening. Because it's not like it's, you know, the um, many, many, many years ago, Stephen Covey said, seek first to, seek first to understand, right? And it's not so much about understanding. I would kind of relate that with like, go, like, so many people have a missing experience of really being listened to. I would say that when I first bring on a client, like, that's almost the best gift that I could give them is just to listen because most people haven't been listened to. And when you drop those barriers and you actually just like, you you can clear your own agendas, you can clear your own filters and go, what is this person really trying to say to me? Like what, what is, and listen for what they're not saying. Listen for what the energy that's below that, right? And some people that have done relationship work may relate to this, but what if you could do this with your future? What if you could actually ask for what you want? Hey, I'd like to um, create magic all over the world future. What you got? You know? And then just listen. Mm. Like, the barriers down mm-hmm. and listen as um, possibilities and connections show up and, and all of that. And, like, what if, and let that curiosity, let the magic, let whatever that is for you could be what sounds fun. That could be your, right? And that's, I mean, for me, like, I'm always, <laughs> I'm always, my head always goes to where the fun is. You know, that's where my curiosity goes. Is like, how could this be even funner than this? But like, cultivating yeah. that deep listening with the future and cultivating the listening with the whispers, because how much is the universe seducing us with something greater and we've got our heads in sand we've got our earphones on you know <laughs> going why is my life mm-hmm. stuck? when the universe is trying to deliver up uh, uh you know an extraordinary life and and we've got the earplugs on yeah that personal disclosure that you're just talking about like actually disclosing who you are and being super honest about what your dreams are and having someone to listen to you, that, I have to say, have to say is the space of vulnerability. That is, like, for most people, the scariest thing. And I know it has been for me, like, in the past, way, way, way before, you know, practicing the tools of access consciousness and coaching, somebody actually asking me what I desired and then listening, actually listening to me, was so scary because you're disclosing mm-hmm. the part of you that you think people are going to reject. You think people are going to laugh at you or you think there's like a, you know, a mockery, like really you're asking for magic. You're like asking to be a number one bestseller or 
you know, because how many times have we been snubbed or people have brought us, brought us into the reality check? Well, you know, whether they're thinking it or saying it, like we always know it. So that complete space of no judgment allows you, almost forces you and seduces you into being vulnerable. How many of us even have that space available with our friendships and people we speak to? where we can pick up the phone and know we can say anything and disclose any part of us, and they will still be sitting there going, wow, I'm inspired mm-hmm. by you. And that's yeah. it. That's actually way scarier than somebody saying, well, let's do a reality check. That we already know. We know that really well. It's happened. It happens everywhere. You know, the self-doubt, everybody else's self-doubt creeping in, nobody's really listening. It's really easy to control our futures from living from that space because you're never actually in your future. You're never actually in your life. But that space of somebody sitting down and having a cup of tea with you or really being present with you is a completely unfamiliar, unacknowledged space that only allows vulnerability to show up. And that's what our future is like. It's literally just sitting there going, hi. And it's that intimate look into your eyes if you're willing to let it do that and be that for you. I love how you describe that. I was, uh, as you were talking, I was uh, remembering like um, almost like probably about 90% of the people who I meet for the first time, and if they stay in my life, they have a story that they tell later how they were terrified of me initially, not because Mm -hmm. of, Mm -hmm. like, me being really, you know, like, big energy, but because I look them in the eye and I listen to them. And it freaks them out. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, ah, run away. It is freaky. It is very freaky. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and I... And, and I, as you're saying that, I'm like, how many people have hated me because I've just been that space of vulnerability? And it's truly like you're being so transparent from a space of like, hi. And I've got to say, mm-hmm. for me, it was easier being that with other people than it was actually being that with me mm-hmm. and my future. That's true for yeah. me too. Totally. I can totally be that for somebody else, but like to actually like listen to me, listen to my body. Oh, by the way, the future talks to us through whispers in our body, whispers in things we want to purchase. Like we talked about in the last show, like the future talks to us in so many ways. If we bring our barriers down and really listen to what our future is inviting us to. So I, um, we need to go to break here in just a minute, but I wanted to share with you that we have a question in the chat room, and I'd love us to just kind of consider the question on the break and, and come back and see what awarenesses we might have for Marianne. She said, do you guys know of a way to shop for a common future with someone, like a future for a couple mm-hmm. or even a family? And I think that's a really mm-hmm. amazing question. And I mean, I get asked it all the time. It's like, well, if you just if you just choose for you, then are you eliminating all the other people in your life? And how like how like how do we do that? And so I'm very excited to hear your response to that. And mm. I've gotten stuff percolating 
over here and we are going to go to break you are listening to love life and all things weird with megan and Manjeet. be back in a minute are you looking for a place to create connect and belong where you have massive encouragement to be the weird live outside the box person you truly are if you've chosen a different path as a rebel an innovator a leader entrepreneur and change maker you're in the right place on love life and all things weird megan and suzanne bring you inspiration awesome tools for transformation and full permission to be you claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life be sure to listen every wednesday at noon eastern standard time 10 a.m mountain standard time on inspiredchoicesnetwork.com have you been waiting to uncloak your magic to allow the magic within you to rise and catalyze into an extraordinary life deep down you know is possible live your magic is a two and a half day experience that will move you beyond your mind ignite your body and activate the magic that is you if you are ready to radically tap into your desires generate more aliveness in your body and your life then join us at a live your magic event somewhere in the world go to megansolito.com and click on events to learn more today that's m-e-g-a-n-s-i-l-l-i-t-o this is love life and all things weird with host megan silito and suzanne stopper are you scratching your head a bit let's chat Call into the program today, and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736. Or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group, Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Everybody, welcome back to Love Life and All Things Weird with Megan and my guest host Manjeet. And we, I have just tossed a question to Manjeet. What do you got for us? What kind of wisdom do you have about co, like shopping for a future, for a family, or for a part with a partner? Yeah, that is such a great question. Thank you so much for that. I think it's Marion that posted that. Amazing question. Because honestly, it's like, how do you even know what your own compass is? And then you bring other people into the mix and it just creates this whole other (laughs) dynamic that you never even knew was possible. So one, you're trying to like work out what it is you desire. And now all of a sudden, for example, you've got a husband in there or a partner in there and then throw a few kids in there. And um, yeah, how do you navigate that? I've got to say that probably is the space of being vulnerable because there is no controlling that when you have more than one personality or you have one more than one person. So that space of totally being vulnerable and completely having allowance of people wanting or desiring different things. And that's going to sound really strange of like, what do you mean to people wanting different things? Aren't we creating the same future here? Um, one of the things I found, like especially in my current relationship, is totally being from a space of being interested like being interested in where he's at. What would he like? Like where's he at today? What's been shifting and changing for him and his universe? And that space of being that listener 
it's like you spoke about with your clients, that space of listening and being interested. And here's the thing, like, I remember working with people and they're like, I don't have time, like, hours and hours and hours to listen to what they want or be super interested. Being super interested in the person you're with, like, will pay in terms of it's knowing where they're at. It's sharing where you're at if they're open to listening. And that alone has you start creating and activating the molecules of the future. So you're both energetically always, like, even though you may be dancing his dance and you're dancing your dance, there's a flow to it and there's a dance to it. There's an openness to it. There's a vulnerability to it. There's a, um, a unique joy to it. And that is like the space of seduction. That is the space of being attractive too. You know, the actual being interested in the person you're with. I find it really um, funny when I do speak to people and they're, they're not really interested in themselves and they don't find themselves interesting enough. But when they're with somebody, being interested in that other person from a space of no judgment and not really giving up on you, it, it takes practice too. It takes practice, it takes vulnerability, mm-hmm. it takes allowance um, for those moments where you're like, hang on a minute, honey, the job opportunity came up in Canada and I'm saying this is going to be amazing and you're saying you want to keep doing the same job you've been doing even though we know nobody's happy here. It's like that space of really allowing the other person to have that if that's what they're choosing and being mm-hmm. interested and curious. Like, so what is it? Like, what do you love about being here? From no judgment. And I know for me in the past, like, I've always wanted to change my partner because I've been the more, quote unquote, conscious one. And let me show you, like, come along this way. It's so much faster. And truth be told, if you're a futurist, possibly you will hear the whispers a bit faster. You probably will see opportunities and possibilities that he or she may not. But that's not your job. Your job is just to receive that space of beautiful intimacy that you've created with that person. And that's what creates the future. They're the energies like I was looking for in my relationship was the the inspiration. I think we've spoken about that before. And um, nurturing, kindness, space, joy, laughter, you know. So when I have those present, that is the space of intimacy. Mm. and creation that's so creation in my world but we don't yeah how are you so no, eloquent at 4 30 in the morning how are you so eloquent i don't know if i am i'm like half asleep <laughs> beautiful it's so amazing like i wonder what you'd be like at 10 on the radio show my god woman that was amazing <laughs> so beautiful um i like to just maybe add my own two cents to that which is that you know Definitely. Your two cents are amazing. (laughs) My two cents, my five cents. Um, The the thing for me is that I've been co-creating like most of my adult life. Like I've been in relationship most of my adult Mm -hmm. life. And so it's something that um, has been really, I've had such a learning curve with it because for so long, like I would just kind of like follow what they wanted, right? And adjust myself. And uh, that didn't work out because over time I would sent that, right? But so one of the things that I've learned is that 
you really first have to know what you truly desire. And you have to be curious about that and not just, you know, say no to it just because they don't like that or aren't interested in that. And you have to understand that there's certain creation points that that are for the two of you or the five of you or however many there are of you playing in the dance. And there's certain mm-hmm. creation that aren't for that person. They're for you. And then that's where the allowance comes mm-hmm. in is like really getting to an allowance of, you know, what does that person desire? And, you know, the, the function, the, the reason for relationship, it really is, is it creating greater for you? Right. And is it creating more than what you could create individually or by yourself? And then really looking at, okay, cool. Like, uh, for me, the reason to be in relationship is about what you can contribute, not what you can get. And, and there, yes, there is infinite gifting and receiving, but like, like, how can I contribute to you really is a great come from to be in relationship. And so when your partner comes in with some whack ass idea that you don't get, right, is like, okay, like you said, cool. <laughs> now, Tell me, tell me more about that. You know, I just asked Suzanne to go mm-hmm. to the Akashic Records and tell me what lifetime I teleported in, and she's looking at me like, "All right, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm gonna go with this." You know? And and so like having that space of allowance of like and and curiosity about what that is for the other. That I would say that if in order to really do the dance. You've got to be super clear about what you desire, because when you're both clear about what you desire, then you can find the creation points that you're going to create together. And there's certain creation points where you will create separately. You're not going to create everything together. And that's mm-hmm. a misnomer that, like, if I'm in a relationship, we should want to do everything together and create everything together. And we should always travel together and blah, blah, blah. It's like. When you actually yeah. get clear about what's true for you, then you can find what we affectionately call on Love Life and All Things Weird, the end. The ampersand. The end. But you cannot mm. get to the end if both people are not clear about what they desire. So, and, and if you were with a family, you'd say, okay, Johnny, what would you like? What would you like? And you consider and you create space for all of it. If you live in a lack universe, if you live in an either or universe, then there will be no allowance. But if you truly know what you want and they truly know what they want, then you go, okay, now it's time for creativity. How can we both get what we want? How can we all get what we want? And really looking at it from um, expanded how can we create even more than what we both want kind of a place? And and there may be some things like if I want to go to Alaska for the vacation, you want to go to Hawaii for the vacation, we have a couple of choices, right? We can go take two vacations or we could take separate vacations if we want to actually go at that same time. Like there's all kinds of possibilities and you can find ways to include each other in those possibilities, but you each first must be willing to say what you desire and be willing to have allowance and 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 if you're looking at the universe is like having allowance for how the universe would like to deliver like maybe you're asking for like a particular car and the universe is like you know what like there's this amazing um you know place in this beautiful country that's calling you and you won't need a car over here i think you'd have a much better life over here right and so it's about being willing <laughs> yeah. to listen Right. It's about being willing to listen 
and being willing to have allowance for the input of the universe, the input of the others in our lives, and and going from there to go, okay, is this something we're creating together, or is this something we're creating more on an individual path? Mm-hmm. And allowing the universe to support that. Because when you're in total um, congruency with your future and the bigger picture, and I and I know we're just about to end, end the call and now I start talking about this, but this bigger picture of, you know, what are your gifts? What did you come here to create? And when you're tapped into that space, everything in the universe, including your husband, including your boyfriend, because they're part of the universe, actually start to support the energy of that. Everything shows up to support that, not just one person. So I think for me, a lot of the time as well, just going back to Marion's question, is really letting everything in the universe support you, not just bringing it from one person or expecting it from one person, but really letting the entire universe, letting it show up from anywhere it's going to show up from. And when you're in that space, knowing there's an abundance of support, abundance of nurturing, abundance of like resources, and you don't have to even put that pressure on your partner, it becomes a space of gratitude for them. Because Mm -hmm. anything they add to your life is an addition. Anything they contribute is an addition. And your life does become about contribution, gratitude, allowance, vulnerability. You know, and even those days when you're not having a great time, but just knowing how to tickle each other and knowing where you're going individually really starts to create that flow of cool. This is where he's he or she's at. Awesome. How can I contribute to that? Being greater. Yeah. How can and I? What can I be grateful for right now? What? Yeah. And the last thing I want to say is like always just check in. Like what? What are my points of view about intimacy? What are my points of views about this person? What are my points of views about being in relationship now? What are my points of views about the future? What are my points of views? Because chances are, if you've got some points of views, they may be running your life rather than possibility. So just the check-in, like, am I creating some points of views here that are not really a contribution? One minute to end, Ron. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Jeet. I've got to wrap up the show here. So... I, that was beautifully put yet again. And how can the things that you're doing that are separate contribute to each other? Like how can the new experiences that your partner's having contribute to you? And thank you so much for joining us today. You can find Manjeet on Shopping for Your Future on Facebook and you know where to find me. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. We will be back next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Be sure to tune in for more tips and tools on how to claim your marvelous, magical life.